This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Yet another edition of Forever Bristol City podcast. We're in joyous mood this evening because up at the Riverside Stadium, first win in the league for City at the seventh attempt in uh, 2024. It finished Borough 1, City 2. So uh, joining me are regulars uh, Ian and Mark. Uh, we'll dive into the action. But before we do, you first, Mark, just a 30-second summation of uh, the afternoon's action. It was a hard working win and a classic game of two halves where City uh, got two goals in two minutes in the first half, thanks to a 4-3-3 formation where they pressed well from the front with Harry Cornick surprisingly being an out, being outstanding in the first half as both a focal point and someone who provided great passes to the, uh, to the front players. Those two goals uh, were really a good value because in the second half, City switched to a back five and surrendered possession, having taken Cornick off at halftime, which surprised most watching. But we do like to be beside the side. We got a great record up there. Three points onto, onto Southampton. And really, the players need some rest and relaxation. It's going to be a tough ask, but a good three points and welcome and re- a great relief. After six, get six Mark, games without a win. After six in the league, yeah. Ian, your uh, your thoughts? You, you 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 similar to Mark, I guess. Yeah, but take take give me your view. Well, my view. I thought the first twenty five minutes today outstanding. Next twenty were good. The second half was brave and talented defending, but nothing much in their half. Uh, but if you'd have told me in August, that we take six points off Borough, I think I'd have been pretty happy with that. Yeah. No, that's right. I mean, uh, and that's the first team we've done the double over this season because uh, we beat them uh, 3-2 back at Ashton Gate in um, our uh, first game in um, under Liam Manning's uh, tutorage, if that's the right word I can use. But there we go. Uh, apologies if we're having a few little network connection problems. I'm doing it from home rather than in the office. But uh, Ian... Um, the, the team changes. There were many. What were your thoughts when you saw uh, Liam's starting lineup? I wasn't surprised to be to be perfectly honest. I mean, with all the minutes and all the legs and the, and the various issues we've had with fitness, which touch wood seem to be c- coming to an end or at least radically decreasing. Um, I, I thought it was a good idea to rest players. Um, there were some some players out there uh, who didn't play that much at Forest. There were other players out there who, who, who eventually out there who played the full game. But yeah, and I think showing we can make six changes does start to show if you've got more squad depth and a stronger bench, then um, doing that is much more possible. Uh, because obviously, I, I mean, I'll give a a stat later on about the amount of matches we played, but it's just got to be ridiculous. And, and the authorities have got to find a better way of doing this. Otherwise, they're going to clubs are going to have to have squads of thirty-five players 
just to be able to get through the season. Mm. I'll pick you up on that point there, Ian, because I think it was Ed Hadwin asked uh, Gary Hours the same thing. And he said, well, I'm having none of it, really. He said, admittedly, the game is different to what it was 30 years ago. There's no doubt about that. But you know Massively. what... And, and you know, and it's quicker, and it demands a higher level of fitness. But I, I don't know. I mean, we we whinge about it. Um, it's an excuse. And I mean, my view was that I think XR Robin said on the forum, or it might have been Twitter, earlier in the week that uh, you know we got to cut them some slack because they're tired. And I said I, I disagreed. I said no, because I said there's two or three players to come back in from the starting lineup. As it turned out, it was only two, two or three players to come back in. And some of our better players didn't uh, play a full 120 minutes. And, OK, the spine of the team, which was, um, if you like, Max and the two centre-halves, yeah, they both did 120. And they certainly didn't seem to be looking legless uh, because if they had been poor in the centre at the back, I'm sure we would have conceded more than one that we did rather disappointingly at the end. Mark, um, your thoughts on um, the bench and maybe not including... Uh, Mabude. Well, he was on the bench. Yeah, not including him. Yeah, from the I mean, start. I think, I'd, yeah, I would have been surprised if uh, we'd have pitched him in because he's only played three games and some friend, some recent friendlies for KVC Westerlo, and we can go go on to why that that uh, has been later. But I think, yeah, I agree with Ian. I mean, it's easy to say um, we shouldn't be leggy, but I mean. I think the game demands a lot more energy and the way that the team play in terms of pressing, that demands a lot more energy. And I, I, you know, I just think the number of games uh, that come, come thick, come a lot more quickly. And I just, I just think the player, you know, the, the changes were necessary, but surprising in, in the addition of Cornick starting because he hasn't, He's been so inconsistent and been mainly used off the bench. I can't remember another game that he started. Somebody uh, will have to help me there, but he he played really well. Um, Williams was probably rested because of playing three games in, you know, seven in seven days or six, you know, three games in six days as it'll, it'll be. So that was a good one. James was great again. But the back four probably they don't do as much run is as much running as the as the others. But yeah, they've had a lot of games. Uh, you know, Tanner, Pring, um, uh, Dickey, and and Viner have been mainstays for us for the majority of the season. So they're going to be a bit more tired. But they probably don't do as much running as midfielders and the forwards now because the game demands that you 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 play high and you try and press teams back. That's where all the energy's going. So I think we're thankful that we got players like Roberts who've come back in now, um, that we got three midfielders who are fit and Garner, Hitman, James uh, and Williams, although the demands will mean we'll have to rotate. Um, so I think, you know, we've got to be thankful that um, we've got a nearly fit squad and we'll probably yeah. have more players coming back in a few weeks. Well, so we let's be to. thankful. It was a bit of a gamble today, the way we played in the second half, but it paid off. If it didn't, mm. the manager would have got pelters. But yeah. it was he, he can do that and because he had confidence in his defenders and Tanner again was outstanding. Dickie and Viner played well, but I think we invited too much pressure. We've There well, should have been we, a way of perhaps dealing with that. Yeah, no, we did. We did invite too much pressure, Ian. Let's get into uh, let's get into the action, uh, Ian. I mean, uh, George Tanner had a attempted lob that was saved early on, and before the first goal, um, Cornick was in the clear. Uh, good save by the keeper, or should Harry have done better? Well, I, I, to be honest, I'd say both. I think I think Cornick should have scored, or he could have slipped it inside to Naki Wells, who was coming through from behind him. Uh, but it was a good save by the keeper. He stuck his hand out and he made uh, a good save. And uh, and uh, Max made a few good saves today. So we, we we can't, you know, we can't begrudge him that. Dave, can I just, you, you made a, a, a point about, well, I'm not having it, or mentioned Gary Howard said I'm not having it. Since the 3rd of December, we've played 16 games in 66 days. Mm. So that's a game every 3.6 days. And we've done that with an injured squad, mm. badly injured. Now, it's all very well saying, well, you know, clubs have got squads. Clubs have got squads. But if 
six of your players, seven even at one time, are injured, and you've got a squad of about 24, you're in trouble. And if you look at our bench, our bench against QPR, touch wood, if all goes well, will be absolutely unrecognisable from the benches we've been putting out. And I don't say that is in detriment to any of the younger lads that have been filling in. And in fairness, they haven't played a lot. Um, but I, I, I do say that it, it would make us stronger, more competitive. And in depth, listen, we're not going to start smashing every team 5-0, but it will give us the opportunity, if we're chasing a game, to bring on better players than we could have done yeah. before. That was cool. that was my point. But on um, on Harry Cornick's, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he missed one. Be Belly missed one. He should have scored. But, I mean, Sam's just doesn't seem to have any confidence in front of goal at the moment, which is a pity because he is a good finisher normally. But let's hope, he, let's hope he snaps out with that. All right. I'll stick with you for the first goal, Ian. And it was Rob Dickey, uh, provider for what is... Uh, uh, Knight's sixth goal of the season. That 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 was good. T take us through that. It was a good pass and move, wasn't it? And finish. Rob, Rob Dickey's very good at coming out from the back, but this time he came out uh, f from the back into midfield. And when he played that ball, he was probably about, oh, I don't know, 25, 30 yards from goal. Nice straight pass. Um, great run from Knighty. Uh, I thought he stood on the ball or overran it or something, but then he took it inside, brought it back and, and put it away in the bottom corner. I mean, he's a um, – you've got two things for that. You've got somebody that can pass the ball, and you don't need to be the best passer of the ball to do it in the world to do it. It's a straight pass with the side of your foot, right? But you've got to see that pass. And that's something that Rob Dickey does that a lot of other players in our side don't. And that's a value. And at that point, to make this this point, Mark said about the second half where we they just pushed us right back, and we we were let's be honest, we weren't in it. But you, the, everybody was playing higher up the pitch. We were closing down their defenders, and we stopped them playing out in the second half. Their defenders must have. You know, I'm surprised a couple of them didn't get deck chairs because we really didn't put them under any pressure yeah. at all. And and like I said. We got it spot on in the first half. Second half, as Mark said, our tactics paid off, but only right. just. And the goal they scored yes. was his. Let's be honest, was his was his jammy as hell as well. So, you know, it's it, but great to get a result, as uh, Danny Harris has said on here. I know. I think we've only lost now two of the last eleven games up there. So it's lucky ground. Martin, come to you now. The goal at you know, night, you know, sixth goal of the season. We've been crying out for goals from midfield. Um, but it's great. It's great for a night, David, because that's the that's the type of goal that you want to see an attacking midfield score because he it's a great run. But Dicky, he storms into that space. There's lots of space. Defense is backing off, and it's a beautiful pass. That's what we want to see more of. It's risk and reward. He plays it through. Knight arrives on the spot. He's got two defenders in front of him. You think he's going to take it first time, but as Ian said, it looks like he steps on the ball, so he swivels round. And, and then he just guides it into the net. You know, the keeper's on the floor and he just hits it into the net. Terrific yeah. goal. And But, you know, a, a, a defender acting as an, uh, as an auxiliary midfielder in Dickey because the space is there for him to run into. And we see him make those runs. But why don't he, do, instead of just passing it sideways to a winger, why didn't he do that? He could do that at Ashton Gate. Or even try and lift the ball over. Just get somebody running onto the ball, camp the offside, and you get a goal and you think, that's great. Want yeah. to see more of that? Great goal. Yeah, and Mark, virtually from the kickoff, it was uh, it was a second goal. I mean, Hockney, Hockney, is it one of their starlets? I suppose we've got to thank Luke Aiden as well because Luke Aiden comes down the right hand side. He tries to play it to Hayden Hackney, but he makes a mess of it, and and Matty James just runs into that space. And he's got players to the right and left of him, you know, like the charge of the, the City Brigade bears down on the goal and he hits it cleanly into the bottom, uh, into the bottom left corner. The goalkeeper's right. He just passes the ball past him. Yeah. I thought he struck the ball hard. But if you see it behind the goal, he passes it into the back of the net like, like a De Bruyne. 
great yeah, goal from Matty. Did it go off the post, I thought, didn't it? Yes. I think, no, I think it was inside the post. And uh, I don't know what his goal celebration was. It was a, oh, a God, sort I was of half, say about that. Yeah. It was like a half robot, you know, this this sort of thing. But I, it was, you know, a lovely struck shot. And we're 2-0 two, two up. And I'm, I'm thinking, what's going on? I'm looking around for some hard liquor because we scored two goals in two minutes and I, I just can't believe it, you know. Yeah. And for those of you that are watching this live, this is not alcohol. This is some sort of flavoured tonic with ice. Okay, so don't worry about that. Ian, yeah, of, course, um, of course it is, mate. It, Nouveau, no, it is. Nouveau Chateau, Chateau de Neuf 66, isn't it, David? It's good to uh, you. No, it, this is... <laughs> it's obviously gone to his head, uh, Ian. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know how strong it is, but he, he, yeah, he froze there for me. It must be pretty strong stuff. Must be, must be. It's yeah. not. Matt Pickles has said, it's "Yeah, not, you're right. not drinking antifreeze again, are you?" Could be. Ian's uh, following City you know, does that. Two goals from midfielders and Matty James third. I mean, he's. It's like James and Williams. You know, they've been immense for us this week in their own way. Yeah. Both are out of contract. Um, the goal, and probably neither of them will be here come August, would you think? Well, it depends. Um, Joe's in contract talks. Um, and it depends if he if he wants to sign it. Um, but obviously, the way he's playing, he may get better offers elsewhere. Um, I don't think... If I, if I had to bet money, I wouldn't think Matty James and... Andy King would get one, although I think JMO might get offered a year, but he might think he's got a better, better opportunity of a longer contract if he moves on. And the other side of it, it depends, as well as them them wanting to stay, it depends what else they're offered, and it depends who else we're able to bring in. Um, because Max Bird uh, scored again to, uh, today, so he'll be here. Um so uh, you know, if I was a, a, bet, a, a betting man, um, I, I think there's a reasonable chance Joe will sign. But it, it, it depends. It depends what he's offered and who else we can get for that money. And I think the same applies to, uh, to a few other players. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, not long after that, I mean, Middlesbrough. I have to say, mid, I said midway through the second half before we well and truly went back. Uh, in, in I'd say the last 25 minutes, but I thought Middlesbrough were pretty rubbish. And I was a Middlesbrough fan. I wouldn't have been very pleased with how my team had played. And certainly in the first half, that was because we were pretty good. I mean, we almost made it three in three minutes because uh, Knight had uh, a lob. But uh, Mark, um, Middlesbrough, they are a bit of an inconsistent team. They had a few chances, didn't they? Uh, Hackney did a cheeky uh, back heel that went just wide. And then he shot wide as well they sort of had a brief flurry in the latter middle part of the first half didn't they which they had to do they had to show something yeah they were getting a lot of joy down the right uh from luke Aylin. he was providing a lot of crosses um city generally dealt with that well in the area max had to make a couple of saves and there were a couple that were scuffed wide and city conceded a few corners but they reminded me of city a little bit in that they played the ball confidently in places but kept losing it uh you know they had a, had a high line and they were just getting picked off now that happens to us a lot um johnny Howson, who um who's their playmaker midfielder was on the bench uh, Matt Crooks um, is leaving the club. He's seeking a move to the States and they just lost um, Rogers. Uh, Morgan, Morgan Rogers as well to to, uh, to Aston Villa. So there were a few changes there. So they lost a bit of potency, I think. I'll tell you what I didn't like. Though. I mean, there were a couple of challenges. There was a late, there was a late challenge on Matty James as he cleared the ball in the first half. And there was a, I think another one, you know, where they players were kicked late and the referee didn't do anything. It was, you know, giving them a last chance. But, you know, a couple of mm. a couple of kicks went on Dickie and James that could have received a booking and you could have had a couple of injuries there, I thought. Yeah, and Pringy, and Pringy went off towards the end anyway, didn't he? Yeah, which but well, he got another kick. He got another late one um, a from a Middlesbrough player, and he and he didn't recover. I mean, Ian, we could have, Ian, we could have gone in with further goals at break uh, because uh, Wells, Wells did a back heel, um, putting Knight away, easy save for the goalkeeper, 
And then Harry Cornick setting up Sam. You said about Sam's lack of confidence, but that makes it game over on 38 minutes if uh, if Sam puts that away, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I was surprised that Sam didn't take it round the goalkeeper, but it, it could. I think it was probably one of those ones where he had a bit too much time, mm. and he thought about what he was going to do, and he was going to go right, go left, have a shot, go round the keeper, and in the end, he, he pretty much did nothing. I mean, the keeper spread himself out well, and that was a second of a really good save. So Borough can't complain too much when Max made some really good saves particularly from a deflected shot where he, he punched it straight out. I mean, when he first punched it, I thought, why didn't you just catch it? But it got a late deflection. Um, so he had to adjust and, and make sure he didn't punch it into the net or try and hold it, and it slipped through his hand. So uh, apart from his kicking today, which was pretty second rate, I thought Max had a really good game. As, as a goalkeeper can. Um it's not been a great week for uh, Sam, has it, Mark? Because, you know, he was crestfallen, missing the penalty. And then that one-on-one -on -one chance, again, good good, good involvement by Cornick there. But, um, you know, he'll, he'll want to be hunkering down until Tuesday, won't he? Yeah, I mean, let's, let's leave the, the, the penalties aside. Somebody's got to miss one, and that was just unfortunate it was him because he, he had a good game Tuesday, generally looked good going forward and made an outstanding goal-saving tackle in extra time as well when he you know, got back into defence. So I think really we can forget about the penalty because it could have been one of any any of the five, four, sorry, that took the penalties on Tuesday. But yeah, I mean, I think when the keeper comes out, he's right on the edge of the area, really. He should have shifted the ball right you know, as a right-footed player, because, you know, the club, the team were tuned up, just take it away. And even if you're wide, just, just see, you know, just see, see what happens. Really, he didn't show any confidence. He kicks the ball straight at the keeper. He hasn't really got time. I suppose if, if, he, if he'd been a bit quicker, um, he could have hit it over the keeper, but he has to shift it wide. Credit to Cornick, takes the ball out of defence and he hits it through the defender's legs, straight mm. down the middle. Terrific. And he made some great runs in the first half. I don't know, I've had a real go at uh, Harry Cornick because he hasn't looked like a good performer. Lots of substitute appearances where he looks like the game's passed him by when it's frenetic. Today, he looked controlled. Uh, he was a good uh, target man for City in, in, in the way that, you know, that he could uh, uh, he could play, he, he could hold, on, hold the ball up. And he was a good outlet coming out yeah. of defence so it was you know like I said it was just a mystery why he went off because um, he started all our attacks once you take him out a player like that you know with an outlet ball we, we surrender possession we did and there have been a few comments about Tommy's performance in the second half uh, which we'll come on to uh, Ian um, Barra had a chance just before the break um, it was Force ex-Brentford player uh, crossing the ball and then Azaz did a flick that was easy one for Max. Yeah, he saved it. But Force at Brentford was sort of striker. I had a Brent. I've got a friend who's a Brentford fan who knew he was going to leave there. Were we in for Force? And was he the sort of bloke that the type of striker that we could do with ourselves? I don't honestly know, Dave. If if, if we were in for him, but um, I looked at him today and I thought something in nothing really. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Whether whether when he, he was, you know, two, three years ago, he was pie hot, um, I don't know. But Borough have had a, an awful lot of changes up there this year and, and they've gone through a period of selling their best players. The other issue is that they had an awful lot of players on loan or a few really good players um, on loan last season. And what happens when you do that? Uh, is that if you can't get equally good, get those players back, or you can't get equally good players in on loan, you're bound to struggle. And a lot of the players that they had um, were attacking players, goal-scoring players. Yeah. I mean, I was really, I've, I've said on the, the text, I'm really, really glad Crooks wasn't playing because he always seems to score against us one way or the other. So he's he's off to the States. So uh, good luck to the boy, and I'm just glad he won't. I'm just glad he won't play in today because he's just the sort of player they need to come on big number nine down the middle. Because I think that's what they lacked. I mean that goal they had disallowed for offside. I mean you you can't see unless you're there, and he could have been done for coming back from offside. But blow me, that one half close. 
Yeah. Okay, so into the second half, and uh, it starts with an immediate halftime substitution. And when you see Mametti coming on, Mark, it doesn't it doesn't fill you with joy. And we lost something with Cornick going off. Maybe he could have stayed on for another 20 minutes. Were you surprised at the timing and who it was coming on at halftime? Yeah, because because Cornick was so good. He was probably our best player in the first half. Um, I don't think that was Mimetti's fault. He's a wide player and he was playing permanently wide. Really, you know, both Cornick and him were there to stop um, Luke Aylin. Funny enough, Luke Aylin was playing further back and, and coming inside. He didn't really make as many, many runs. I'm not saying that was exclusively down um, to um, to Mimetti or perhaps, you know, Pring who was covering him, but he, he didn't make any as many wide runs as he did in the, in the first half. But we just didn't have somebody who could hold the ball and carry it forward. Um, Mimetti certainly wasn't that. I just loved to hear from Liam why Cornet was taken off. Um, totally bemused, really. Yeah. Uh, we just to use didn't, one of the, to use to use. Um, I'm, I'm trying to talk like uh, Liam Manning here and uh, the outcomes. I wasn't sure whether we got the right outcomes for that. Yeah, I well, don't I know. Think that's, he was, that's, he, that's, that's nowhere near as good as Ian's Gary Johnson interview. It was yeah. like you know we we we, we it was well it was completely different to what you saw. I mean it was a a bit a bit strange. Um, you know you back your side, but it was like it we you know we it, we 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 carried out the game plan. Well, if the game plan was to was to hold on, well then we did it. Fair enough, but you could just be honest and say that we got our game <laughs> coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. I decided to go to a back five. That was that was the plan. And the defence held out. They got a lucky goal. People would have said, oh, OK, bit of honesty. <laughs> I got a laugh at Tim Monaghan's put on there and said, the background blur on Dave's camera make him look makes him look like Audrey Hepburn. So that's Phil Silvers the other week from somebody, Audrey Hepburn from somebody else. Uh, Phil, Phil Silvers, I can see. Audrey Hepburn. I mean, that's that's grossly unfair on Audrey. It's not even it's not even a blurred background, actually. Yeah. Dave, uh, so, David, when did you when were, were you in breakfast at Tiffany's or something? Were you? No, I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that. I get. I, I suppose <laughs> to some extent, is it Richard Dickett, the, one of the Attenboroughs, when he played Mister Crippin, Ten Rillington Place, because he's got that bald. Oh yeah. God! Oh, yeah. don't don't say that. It's almost. It's almost. Going back about 30 years, it's worrying me now because you remember that bloke Johnny Bryan that was caught sucking Sarah Ferguson's toes back in the 90s? Yes, the, uh, yes. Yeah, I wonder what you were going to say then, but yes. Yeah, anyway. I, I don't think I want to be compared to a serial killer. I don't think you, you no. should mention that. No, no, I was place. comparing the actor. The actor oh, I, I see. Well, that's myself, okay yeah. then. If you've seen that that's film, okay. play. Uh, uh, Ian, uh, pl players have to go off for... Uh, 30 seconds and Pringy went off. They had a chance just after Pringy had had a shot saved on 51 minutes. And Pringy was ambling down. And I said to Neil, because I watched the game with Neil, Pringy was ambling down. Um, Pringy was still off when Greenwood put that shot away. That would have been a bit disappointing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery free and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't realise that, but I think Pringy should have gone off and Roberts should have come on the first time Pring went down. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he, he was pointing at the side of his right knee. Now, the physio came out there and, and, and gave it a, a good pull about and a good tuck. So I, I'm I'm not here thinking, oh, and I saw him walk off, so I'm not here thinking, oh, my God, he's done his ACL. But, I mean, at least 
we can say now that if we're going to go up against Southampton and we particularly if we play with wing backs, we have got two guys that can play wing back. Mm. Um, you know, one right, one left. So um yeah, and, and I think um that I mean some of the subs could have been possibly pre-arranged, but uh, I I don't think I mean you could some are fairly obvious, aren't they? Williams for James and you know, Rob, Roberts for, for Cam when he got a knock. But, I mean, I don't get the Harry Cornick one at halftime because, that's to be honest, that's the best I've seen him play for us. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and, Mark, the, the the double substitution came. Ian's just referred to Williams and Roberts coming on late on for uh, James and Pring, respectively. But McCrory coming on for Conway, Bell for Wells. Yeah, Um <sighs> Sorry, but I've got that mixed up there, haven't I? Bell, that's right. Bell went off. What was happening there? I've got that totally wrong. McCrory and Conway came on. Wells and Bell went off. There we go. I got that right. Um, McCrory, are we, are we still are we still awaiting to see the best of him? What is his What is his best position? Do you think? Well, I think you know he's he, he we brought him in to be a right back, but I think he can play right midfield as well. So maybe we use him as a utility player, uh, as as needs must. I mean, we've got to remember that, I mean, he's fought back from a debilitating bacterial infection, which probably destroyed a lot of tissue. And and um, he's had to build his, his strength back up and his condition and his fitness just to recover from that. Lost a pre-season. So we won't see the best of McCrory until next season. So they're managing yeah. his time. That's that's what they're doing. They're, they they are managing his time, so we'll have to wait and see. You know, but his di- his directness um, in his physicality um, is something that I think we you know we're we're crying we're crying out for. So we'll just have to wait and see what his best position is because at the moment George Tanner is playing really well at, uh, on right side of defence or or uh, well right sided centre back really when we play a three because Cornick played uh, sorry. McCrory played there the other night, didn't he? His right back um, yeah. from the start against Forest. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, we won't see his best, uh, the best of Ross until next season because of the fit of the fitness problem. So um, you know, manages time in this. You know, we'll 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 see a very bright. But we will we see somebody who likes to make an impact yeah. on the game. He likes to grab if he they can. He likes us, to grab the game really. Uh... They battered us really in that closing stage. Uh, well, we had Ian. nobody, David. To, I mean, at the front, the start of the first in the first half, we screened the defense. Uh, the defensive screen was really good. So when we when they did when they did uh, play the ball high up, and they you know they were pinning us down, we had somebody to play the ball out. We just stopped doing that in the second half. Yeah. It was almost yeah. like we said, "Here's the ball." You know, attack versus defence. Big boys against the small lads. See if you can get past us. Yeah. We'll I mean, Dave made a ball. comment. Dave Fevers has made a comment on here. Great result, was what he said on Radio Bristol. Uh, three points on the road. But he feels disappointed and frustration that we got absolutely dominated in the second half and clung on. And as we've been saying in this uh, last few moments, why the system change at half time? You know, in the second half, they played on and through us. Ian, you commented about Greenwood's goal offside, thankfully for us, with 77 minutes. And you think then if the game's going to go on for another quarter of an hour... Those legs are going to feel tired, you know, regardless. But that one was disallowed. The goal that was scored on the 91st minute, and that was preceded by a number of saves from Max and half chances. Um, You know, glad that the game literally had three minutes left. Yeah, I I, I was really glad. But then again, look on the bright side. We could have been at least three, if not four. Up by mm. half time, so yeah. and and then the game really would have been dead. So you know we got out of it. I think everybody would have taken a win by any means possible, and to start off playing really well, it could have been that we simply just ran out of energy in in that second half, and we've got a really tough game coming up against Southampton, and then after that. We play QPR and then we we start getting a week's break between games. Yeah. Now, when Liam Manning's got all the players in training, imagine what he can do with, when you see what he's done on occasions with, with half of them. So, um, so you, you then get a situation where you could say, well, okay, um, 
Sykes is back. So we'll go with wing backs against QPR. And will you, uh, George can play right centre back or uh, Ross McCrory can fit in there and we can give George a rest. Yeah. Um, but th there, there are, there are lots of, it's a real shame Max Bird couldn't stay here, but that was the only way that we could get the deal across the line. So it's no point crying over spilt milk and he'll be a good player next season. Uh, but no, I, th I think Huddersfield scored three goals and at one point we're leading 3-2 at Southampton against Southampton today. Uh, we're a much better team than Huddersfield and we've got a much better defence than they've got. And first half against Southampton, we should have been a goal or two up. Yeah. So let, let's not be too downhearted and despondent. Um, no. We just won a game and uh, we need to build on that. Now, Manning will be all over how Southampton play and what they do. And uh, we need to set but depends how we set up, who's fit, who plays. We're saying Cornick went off tactical. He, he could have an injury. Mm. So um, let's wait and see and let's see how Cam is um, before we start saying, well, you know, okay. I'd play this team and I'd play that team because, you know, the story, the story of our season has been as soon as one bloke gets better, another bugger gets injured. Another one drops so let's, yeah. let's just... You know, we just need to, to calm down. <clears throat> we know where we are. Um, I've worked out all the numbers for promotion, playoffs, sixth place and relegation. We ain't getting relegated. There's no not hope in hell. Um, <laughs> because the last six years, the average points total to be safe is 44. And we're sat on 41 with 45 to play for. So that ain't happening. That's pretty and, good. In terms in terms of the playoffs, um, hang on, I've got a bit of a, I got a bit of a chart here that I, I sat down and went through. The playoffs is seventy three, is the average no, number of points. Now it has been as low as sixty nine, and as high as seventy seven. That's the last six years. Um, so let's start um, looking up the table and see what we can do and. I think you said earlier on, Dave, you know, the run's got to come to an end. Southampton's run's got to come to an end at some time. Yeah. Why not against I'm, us? Well, I'm, gl and I'm glad that they did win today because, you know, the, the, they had a scare against Huddersfield because they were 2-0 down, got back to 2-2, 3-2 down, and then won in the manner that they did. Mark, um, Luke Morris has made a comment on here. Uh, this is on the Twitter feed, uh, or not on the Twitter feed to the pod, but just a comment. But I've, he said, great result, but I'm starting to lose patience with Conway. He came on and did nothing but moan, throw his arms up and jog. Been doing that for a while now, annoying as Cornick would have put more effort in. Rest on the rest of the bench, run themselves into the ground, class act. Tommy, Tommy's not in a great place at the moment, is he, in terms of, you know, until he gets his contract sorted out, that's either with us or with somebody else. Is he is he is he letting it affect his game? Is he is his is his head not as well as it could be? We don't know. I mean, that's it's, we can only be we can only be we can only be yeah. subjective, can't we? We don't we haven't got a clue what goes on. We're only going to be influenced by whether he he takes takes chances, you know, scores goals. I mean, he got no service in the second half. You saw the rain coming down. You know the, the the you know the fine rain coming off the Trent it looked re really bad and windy, but I think you know he just got no service. He's a player that thrives on good service, and he's not a bad finisher. He didn't really get any service, and he was just chasing lost causes because there wasn't anything. It was just they were camped in our half um, for the, the majority of the uh, the second half. So I think don't think that was down to Tommy. It's just frustration. I think the good thing about it, uh, I think what we're seeing with the team. Is that you've got you know the heart of the teams there, they're 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 working their backsides off, um, defence is playing really well. Um, you've got one of the best defences in the league. It's a four line. We we need that needs to needs to click. We're probably better away from home because we can play on the counter attack. As show today, we you know we've got the ability to play out from the back, and 
but we got you know we got to sort out our home form that will if we can string some wins together at home then we'll probably go past the 60 points to beat last season's total and I think, people I think will probably be people that will satisfy a lot of people because it that was what uh, Pearson got last season yeah. 59 points if so we that's, can get that's halfway, the first target if we can get halfway between where we finished last season and sixth which means yeah. sort of about 10th or 11th I think people will be happy. Well, I think oh, it's, um, oh, but again, it's injuries. Um, of course, we, we, no, we, I know. we've got a rotate, ro- revolving door of injuries. So once we have a, I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to have a fully fit side because of the the impact of of, of several games and uh, oh. you know on on players. But we'll, you know, if we get a full a full squad, we'll, we're we're match for anybody. As, as Ian says, though, we're never going to have everybody fit. It's it's never going to happen in some shape or form. Um, Ian, referee today, Sam Allison. Um, decent performance from him? I thought so, yeah. I mean, he, he wasn't influenced by the home crowd. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, I thought all the officials uh, all the officials were good today. And, and I mean, all the injuries, yeah, OK, everybody gets one or two and they get some, they're, then they're back, then somebody else is out. And it, yeah, I mean, that's just the cutting thrust of the game. But you've only got to see how, how getting a... a, a lump of injuries a mass of injuries affects really good teams liverpool lost, lost all their center backs one year and they were nothing like it i mean they, they didn't go down or anything daft like that but they were nothing like it's successful newcastle this year have had a pile of injuries they're getting their players back and guess what they're getting better results so it's not and, and unless they're going to reduce the wages in the game to the point where a club can say, like Bristol City, can say, well, yeah, I mean, we'll have 34, 35 first-team players. And then we can stand having four to six injuries. I mean, I just cannot see that happening. Um, so what what there needs to be is some way of playing less football. My, my idea on that is to go from four divisions to five and reduce the number of games that people are playing. So you've got well, you've got nineteen teams in the Premier League. Is it, oh, no, twenty. Sorry, teams in the Premier League. Yeah. So why not? Why not drop drop down to twenty well, in the Championship? Yeah, well, and then, I don't know about twenty. I mean, so we're on and so forth. Yeah, but we're and, old and enough then, to remember. Ian, we're old enough to remember where the Championship and the what is now the Premier League was forty-two games a season. Yeah, and that's reducing yeah. that's reducing the number of games by ten percent. Right, which is, they say fine margins. If you made, yeah. if you made the early rounds of the League Cup, sudden death at ninety minutes, not have a team flogging itself to play uh, extra time. Mark, what are you yeah. going to say on that? Front? Well, of course, Mark. in the League Cup, the League Cup, um, if games were in in the rounds, if games were level after uh, norm, after full time, they went straight to penalties. I think there's probably a case for doing that in the FA Cup. Um, I don't think then either manager. Uh, it's you know knowing their position uh, with Nuno Espirito Santo and uh, and and Liam Manning you know the other day they would have said fine let's go straight to penalties mm. uh, because yeah. of the because of the wear and tear on players and that's what we're seeing yeah. that's I feel, that's if if Liam had been honest um, is why we saw the second half performance I perhaps he didn't expect us to surrender possession so much but when you stop pressing and you take off your best outlook. And you change, you you really change tactics and formation. Yeah. That's going to happen. So either he's a, okay. um, he, I mean, he could be a, perhaps he wants to. He's training to be a politician. I don't know, but uh, yeah. um, <laughs> there you go. Dave, Tr- Dave Trotter said on here: less games equals less revenue. Will not happen. Sadly, you know, will be like shrinkflation. I mean, I can remember back in the day yeah. where my dig- my digestive biscuit, I had to break a piece off to dunk it in my cup. Whereas now. It drops in now. They certainly haven't reduced the price of a digestive pack of digestive biscuits, yeah. But they have reduced the size, so I don't see. And if we get if we get promoted, if if we did get promoted up to the Premier League, you know, the prices are going to go up anyway for less games. You know, it's disproportionately higher. But there we go. Yeah, um, you lose, you lose yeah. eight games a season. That's a lot. Four home games is a lot of revenue, isn't it? It, it, it is. Um, Mark, um, I'll ask you the question. Um, and I'll ask Ian as well. But before I do, Mark, you've done some research on uh, Mabude. You've spoken to a journalist in Belgium, yeah, who would have come yep. on the podcast 
as a guest this evening, but he's um, covering a match over there. Just tell us what you can about Darren Mabude, who didn't get on the pitch today, but he's had experience of the first team uh, match day experience. Yeah. Um, but he's had a tough start to the new year on a personal level, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't know if anybody's been reading um, what they picked up about um, um, Dear Ray. Dear followed his brother to Belgium. His um, brother Dapo plays for KV Oostend uh, as a striker. They both came through uh, Rangers um, and then made appearances for Scotland Youth. Now, Dapo was on his way to training. Yeah, uh, in January and smashed his car into a tree and had to be cut from the wreckage. Luckily, um, he's re in recovery uh, and he's had surgery, but that would have um, distracted um, Deere. Now, the gentleman concerned is Kirsten Stuart, who's the uh, Gazette, Gazetta van Antwerpen. I'm not meant to make this up for KVC Westerlo. So he covers their games. So I got in touch with Kirsten a few days ago and asked him, uh, what impact, uh, how DRA um, had played for KVC Westerlow, that we'd heard in the local media from Liam Manning that Brexit issues had affected his time there. And he's got back to me today, and I'll read you uh, his message on WhatsApp. Hello, Mark, about DRA. From what I know, there haven't been problems with visa problems or Brexit issues. DRA has played in the second third and fourth game of the season not long after he arrived at the club before training camp he had some passport problems to enter turkey he didn't have the right passport but he only joined the group one day later about his performance in his first game a 30 minute substitution against club bruges he made a good impression with some nice dribbles and individual actions two games later he was rewarded with a starting spot against Anderlecht. it was a terrible performance and he was subbed during half time as he played that game as a right-back, it might be an excuse as he's not used to that position. Of course, we know he's a winger and played brilliantly for uh, Man City Academy with a, a guy called Claudio Borge. And he played with Oscar Bob, of course, who's now in the first team. I'll carry on. That are the only things I can remember about him as I didn't see him play uh, See him play with the under-23. During training camp, which he left for a few days, his brother has had a car accident and was fighting for his life. He's been used as a sub in friendly game against FC Bocholt and Rapid Bucharest. He played well, quick and hungry to show himself and tried to make some actions. Apart from that, I can't tell you much about him. If you need some more info, I can ask the press oh. officer of the club. OK, that's quite helpful. So maybe not somebody that's going to have a massive impact. No, on, I yeah, think we're going to have to be patient. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's, been brought, he, he he's been brought in. He's been brought yeah. in on the basis of what he did at Man City Academy yeah. rather than what he's been doing. Um, Ian, a question I want to ask you. Were you going to reveal some numbers uh, today or was that what you'd done, the number of games that we played in this 60, 16 games? In well, the, 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 numbers, the, the numbers in this run, the second thing was how many points is, is required for safety in the division and how many points oh, is required right. for the playoffs. Just a okay. quick one is an update, update today. Rob Atkinson played... 45 minutes for the under-21s in a 2-2 draw. Yeah. Our under-18s won 2-1 away and are top of their league. And two of our players were watched by England scouts today. These are the under-18 players. So Which one's in? You know? when, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll double-check, but I'll come back to you on that. Um, Sorry, one of them one of them was the, the winger, Morrison. Elijah. And there's another lad. two goals. Got two goals in midweek, didn't he, Morrison, as well? Yeah, and what goals they were. Uh, and the other one is a lad called Kovoskos. I, yeah. First of all, I thought it was Kosovo, but it was it's, it's Kovosko. Now, th those lads like that, I mean, that game against uh, Burnley, where we won 3-0, there were 28 scouts down there looking at our under-18s, because our under-18s are top of their league by a mile. Um so, you know, you've got, there's some quality coming through, but I think we have to start seeing it, seeing it delivered. And I think going back, you mentioned Tommy, I didn't get a chance. I think with Tommy, it's the same as Naki, it's the same as every, it's service. The, the service to our front players, if, if I was one of our front players, i got to be honest, I'd get fed up and walk off the pitch and say, look, stick another midfield player on because there's no point me being on there. Um, and that's 
you, you see that in games we played brilliantly in the first half against Forest, never had a shot on target. And that that's yeah. not just the fault of the strikers. That that's the fault of the players that have got to give the ball to the strikers. And we know that. And ever since the band broke up, you know, the WSM, ever since that broke up, we haven't been able to score goals in any yeah. in any consistent number. Mm. So that is just and, and, and midfield's what, the what we are, and that's why he's yeah. he's going out in the summer and getting a mobile, strong front guy that can hold the ball up. Yeah, all right, but um, but not to, a head, not a head on the stick, a footballer. Not a, yeah, not a not a uh, Kiefer Moore type or anything like that. Uh, no, um, no. Uh, quick, quick, res quick response from both of you. You first, Mark. Blue cards in football. It's not even been on FIFA's agenda, as somebody said to me today. So. You know, and I heard a few comments on uh, what what a sh the shambles of a program that football focuses uh, these days. But it's it's adding a further complication. Do you agree with that view, or do you have a different view? It on will that? do, but there's a way that you can eradicate that because, of course, managers like Ange Postecoglou will say that that uh, teams will just waste time for ten minutes. Well, they will do. But if you just stop the clock, like they do in in, 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 in rugby uh, league and rub, sorry in rugby union, you'd eradicate that. They couldn't waste time, so that's yeah. what you do. And then they stay in the sin bin until the, the actual minutes are used up in, in in match time, not in in real in real yeah. time. So you'd yeah. eradicate that. So one needs to accompany the other to make it work. But it's a good idea in principle if it stops if it stops stupid tactical fouling. Good point there, Mark. And for you to pick up on, Ian, it's interesting. The time added on in the World Cup last year, we did seem to be getting more ball in play because the referee was stopping his watch for stuff. And we seem as though we've got back. There's the odd game in particularly the Premier League yeah, where, you know, it's six minutes of time added on. But if you looked at how we all thought it was going to be at the start of the season, you, we, we'd be seeing three o'clock games finish after five o'clock. But all bar Southampton and uh, uh, um, who is it Huddersfield today, and I think Wickham and Peterborough, all the results were in by before five when the results. So blue cards, and I'd agree with Mark that stopping the clock so that we do get more ball in play that would be a good thing. Yes. I can I could never understand why in this day and age the referee has to keep the time anyway. Yeah. Because there's a there's a fourth official, there's lots of other um there's lots of other people. So you you could have an unbiased, you know, it wouldn't be any good having a club official doing it, because he might sneak five minutes on there and there would always be that accusation instead of saying he was incompetent, people say he was corrupt. But yes, blue cards for me, no. Sort out VAR. First, get that working 100% correct. You know, all the lines drawn in the right place and let's not have any of those nonsense things happen. If you want to give uh, a sim bin, uh, give, it a, give it for a yellow card if you want to do that. Um, I think that would actually be more effective. Having said that, yellow cards now aren't like bookings when I was playing, you know, or when I was watching it 50 years ago. Because, you know, to, to get sent off, you had to more or less kill somebody. Um, yeah. And there was no such thing as, as a second booking. It was either you got booked or you got sent off, one or the yeah. other. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's scope without introducing another card and another level, level of complication for the poor old ref. I, I, I think you could say, right, you know, if, if it's a yellow card, you could have a yellow card and a simbin. You know, so if somebody pull somebody's shirt and it's a bit yeah. petulant or something like that, they get a yellow card, but they don't go off. If somebody brings somebody down, um, if, if somebody's, somebody brings somebody down and they're not exactly through on goal, so it's not a red, but it, it, you still give them a yellow, the referee tells them to go in the sim bin. So Ian, you just, you just said it yourself there. If, if what is, you know, you're creating yeah. you're creating more decisions for the referee or VAR to make. And sadly, or is it a good thing? Should VAR be in the championship? Maybe it probably will be within three years because the financial stakes are higher. But I, 
you 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 play into that hand of it's creating an extra layer of decision making. But equally, and I agree with you there that the timekeeping should be the fourth official. I think a fourth official could be a good uh, timekeeping person, to be quite honest. Yeah. Or well, somebody's just put something interesting on the text feed that said so that more or less goes on it as it is now. But you could have that uh, like they do in rugby where the hooter goes. And the next time the ball goes out of play, you know, next time the ball goes out of play, then that's the end of the game. So if everybody yeah. knows when it's going to be. You're not guessing like today. It was five minutes added time. And I think we finished up playing something like six and a half. And he did because he gave them a free kick just outside the box when we'd gone past the fifth minute of time. You know, it got Yeah, I mean, they would have but... added 30 seconds to a minute on for the goal that they scored at injury time, wouldn't they? Yeah. But um, going back to the time, um, I think it's another card, colour card, is to show a distinction. Of course, people will be watching on TV, so it's to make that distinction between yellow and red cards. No, but no. The, prob the problem is that football's moved so slowly in terms of officiating it hasn't made it easier for referees. We made it harder. We've, you know, we've had players, uh, ill-disciplined players, you know, like the Man United thing, when they almost used to, at Old Trafford, they would push the referee almost into the stand. They, you know, they yeah. go over to the sideline and there'd be players surrounding the referee and they would intimidate them. Now it's a zero tolerance from, from dissent. They, you know, zero tolerance. That's good. But we've been, it's been so slow. Goal, goal, goal line technology it took so long to come in you know for, for clear for clear goals FIFA fought against that Platini and Serge uh, and, and Blatter fought against it for years so foot, the reason is it's because football has moved so slowly in its in the way it's officiated the game is getting faster that's why fans a lot of fans say oh why is why has there got to be changes because pun because tactical fouling ruins the game and players yeah. aren't being punished correctly in real time that's they've got to find a way around this because this taken one for the team and the, and the term professional foul it's, yeah. a, it's an abomination what it's been not, around for a long professional time. About it. long time i mean there's nothing professional so about it is it is no, there no it's a cheating foul that's that, yeah. that's what that is it's, it's how cheating. much can we get away oh. with subject to the referee um, how long's a piece of string? I'll give you one, two, three chances before yeah. I book you, depending yeah. on the referee in the game. It's not playing so that's with the what spirit. It is. Not playing it's in down the spirit to... of the game. Yeah. yeah. Winford73 said uh, on the text feed, blue cards will be carnage, players waiting to come off, players waiting to come on, sub boards going up. Really, yeah, I'm inclined to... Uh, I'm inclined to agree with him there. That would be uh, not, um, not the, very The good. other side of it is if, if a player goes off for 10 minutes... It's, it's one thing doing that here, here, over in warm countries, but you do it here when it's freezing cold and the bloke's got to sit on the bench for 10 minutes, then come back on. We're going to get even more muscular injuries. You can yeah. just see it, can't you? Goat's yeah, well, running, I mean, he's sweating, he's all loose and ready to go. Next minute, 10 minutes in the sim bin, and he comes out and his teeth are chattering. So I, I just I just don't think it adds anything to the game. You could say toughing, couldn't you? To that, that's you know that if that if that's the case, that's it. I mean, I'll tell you what they used to do. Um, with the, oh, sorry, the sorry, sorry, Mark. Yeah, sorry, Mark. I'm just going to pick up on Ian's point. But obviously, with climate change, you know, it will be warmer in the middle of Jan, so maybe less of a problem in two or three. Not, not that bloody quick, it won't. <laughs> well, some people think it might be. Sorry, Mark. What were you going to say? I'm going to say, I'm going to say I've seen I saw this a couple a few years ago but you see you see um uh, rugby substitutes in rugby union warming up on the sidelines on exercise bikes I mean yeah. it's not it wouldn't be practical in a lot of football grounds because there isn't a room but that's what they used to do to keep to keep loose but if a player gets sin binned it's tough if he uh, if he has to sit down in the freezing cold wrapped wrapped up in his puffer jacket Talk twenty four. He can That's still the way keep warm, though. He can still run up and down the side of the pitch. He's not on the pitch. The other thing I'd like to see as well, if referees, is ref link. On the very few occasions I've been to rugby, and it is into double figures, yeah, but probably not two dozen games in my whole life. But ref link, where you hear what the referee is saying to the players, I think that would be very good. All right, time to wrap up. Um, Atco played for 45 minutes today. Uh, Mark Sykes wasn't on the bench. Scott Twine probably wouldn't have expected him to play anyway. Um, looking forward to Tuesday, uh, Ian, you first. Um, 
it's a very tough game. You think Atco might make the bench on Tuesday? And from your sources, Sykes? No. No, no, no Sykes. Atco, Atco, Sykes and Naismith are all playing for the under-21s next week. On um, Tuesday. Rob did four. Yeah, next Tuesday. I think it's Cardiff we're playing. Um, so we, we've got those three. Scott Twine. I would say there's probably a 75-80% chance of him being on the bench uh, against, um, de depending on who else is fit, uh, on the bench versus Southampton. Um, I think he's, the, and then the, the following Saturday, we play QPR, then barring relapses, further injuries, etc., they should all be available. So if, if you think about, the team we had today, then you had a bench that included Naismith, Sykes, Atkinson. The, the only one that's now out for longer is Eamon. And, and Eamon's back on the grass, so it won't be long before he's playing under 21 games. I'm really look I'm really looking forward to that because I mean if if dear, I mean that kid hasn't been able to buy a bit of luck for the last two years. So well, I'll, I'll be I'll be cheering my head off when he actually runs onto the field at Ashton Gate. Definitely. Or even at the HPC in a game. Okay, Ian, just to, to finish with you, and then I'm going to come to Mark. Um, yeah, score Result prediction for Tuesday night. I mean, we'd sort of take a draw against a form side, but we want to be giving the home fans something to cheer about in the league yeah. at home this season. Well, as you said earlier on, Dave, the run has got to come to an end somewhere so why not on a tuesday night ashton gate i'm hoping for a performance like forest in the first half and a result like we got today but if if we play like we did today in the second half we won't get away with that against yeah, southampton because they're a, they're a better team and you know you have to hope liam manning realizes that and gets his tactics right for that game which he did in fairness he did for the first game against Southampton and that'll be an interesting one because the Southampton game when we we lost 1-0 down there and they scored a worldie um that was the game Naismith got injured in and he hasn't been back since he hasn't played since so so yeah I mean I'm, I'm hoping for a, a positive performance a positive result if you said to me now right you can we'll guarantee a point or you can play the game I think I'd go for the, the point. Game. I got a bit. I've, I've oh, got yeah, to be totally to honest. But no, I'd, I'd like to play the game. I'd like to see us against the best side. Mark um, <laughs> Southampton. They scored five goals. Russell Martin football has uh, it had a stuttering start. Yeah, I think in all competitions it's over twenty games unbeaten. Yeah, under the lights again at Ashton Gate. I think I read twenty three thousand tickets sold. You know, um, it'd be good for morale if we were to win that one, shouldn't it? Oh, yeah, I think that's an understatement. The team haven't been beaten since September. I'm really excited by this this one, David. Um, you know, team, you know, best formed team in the league at the moment. Really look like they're uh, going for second place. Them and Leeds will probably complete that because, you know, Ipswich will fall away um, because they don't have the squad depth. But, yeah, they play a 4-3-3. So maybe we'll, we'll match them uh, uh, with, a, with, a back, with a back four. But we're going to have to be aggressive in the right places. And we're going to have to keep the lines very tight together because we don't want them playing through as easily. And we're going to have to give up a lot of possession. But I think that help us because if we can find if we can find space behind them, I think we can score goals and uh, maybe Tommy will get some service and score a goal and uh, and everybody will be happy. But we yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I, no doubt. I mean, I was just thinking if we win on Saturday and then beat an ever improving Queens Park Rangers uh, side, then you know that would put us on forty-seven points with uh, what is it, thirteen games to go. And then that two points per game, you know, if you get on a run, you know, if we did were to win three games in a row, uh, and then you look forward, what is it, Sheffield Wednesday after uh, after the QPR game, yeah? And 
Well, yeah, it, shows us we not... it shows us we're making progress, David, it because does. we wanted to take we wanted to take the great signs from from uh, from Tuesday's marathon match against Forest into Middlesbrough game. Yeah. I mean, the first half we executed that excellently. Second half yeah. we didn't, but there's probably a bit, a little bit of an excuse for that uh, with honesty, but you know, not not tactfully, tact tactically. But Tuesday will be a test. Um, right. We don't want that to take us backwards. But I think the club hopefully is looking up the, up the division now. Well, let's start looking up again. We hope so. Um, guys, you'll be joining me on uh, Wednesday morning, I hope, for uh, a, a review of the Southampton game. I think uh, Tom Sutton's going to be uh, coming on again. Uh, he got some good positives uh, from his last appearance with his dad. Uh, Steve Bird, love the six o'clock start. Very topical saying that on the text feed on here. It is easy to do it on a Saturday at six when it's an away game. But obviously for home games, you know, we've got various travel and it just doesn't work. But away games, it does work uh, very well uh, for us. I think all of us. And thanks for the positive comments for that effect. But in the meantime, everybody who's listened, enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, and enjoy the start of the week. And uh, let's look forward to uh, Southampton on Tuesday night at Ashton Gate. Everybody. Thanks for, your, thanks for your support and thanks for listening. All the best. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Cheers, all. Appreciate Bye, it. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bow, bow, bowing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins are bubba bubbing along. When Richard Robbins come bubba bubbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up. Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.